What's up, guys? Welcome back to Sit Down with Sid podcast. This is episode number 19. And today, our guest, all the way from Atlanta, she is an up and coming comedian who is a recent graduate from Clark Atlanta University. She obtained her bachelor's in mass communications with a concentration of radio, TV, film. And one day she plans on her having her own radio, TV show. That being said, let's welcome Kendra Crump. Hi, Kendra. Thanks for being uh, with us here. Thank you so much for not thinking I was a bot or spam and just deleting my message when I reached out to you. I appreciate it. Not at all. Not at all. We are, we are, it's an honor for us to have you here, you know. Uh, so, so, Kendra, before we kind of dive into the uh, podcast, you know, would you mind unpacking for our audience a little bit about your background? Yeah, uh, born and raised in Atlanta, came from a two-parent or really half-a-parent household because by the time I and my kid brother came around, my parents were really done with each other. And that's why I still haven't been to Disney World since this day. But anyway, back to the story. That's why I'm trying to, you know, get on these podcasts, find a man who actually has some money. You know, not not the fake, not they, you know, they post pictures of, of their cash and it'd be their child support. Not that, you know, real money. Okay, back to the story. Because I look at it like this, right? You know, m- money does not buy happiness, but would you rather cry in uh detroit or dubai okay oh, wow. there it is there, there's there's the answer there's the answer but no so um grew up like i said my mother was a single parent um grew up in an evangelistic household so church was three times a week everything was a sin and i'm like i know this can't be the good god that they talk about you know and then i kept thinking to myself right i said okay if if we're supposed to you know the devil talks about how he kills steals and destroys where they talk about in church we're supposed to be afraid of the devil i'm like why not god because god's the one killing everybody off in the old testament this man is scary you know i kept thinking that but you know with, with a lot of people when it comes with comedy you can't you can't talk about like that type of stuff people people get offended and i'm like guys are you mad because you're because your belly hair and belly fat just canceled on you you know you, you got some nappy belly hair your, your stomach's rolling over your breast canceled on you lady at 20 years old irresponsible but I can't talk about that type of stuff so I started doing comedy 2016 uh via uh snapchat and at the time it was like Lil Kim's hardcore album if you guys have not heard it listen at your own risk it's very vulgar back to the story uh, <laughs> but I had to learn that you can make people laugh with or without using profanity you can make people laugh with or without being vulgar like a good comedian somebody who can make i like i make kids laugh and it's three things that don't lie it's children a drunk man and leggings okay so with that being said i just said let me just go after it and so i started posting my videos late 2017 early 2018 on um ig because i said you can go viral on ig and i started reaching out to podcasters October 2020 because you can get be heard around the world I'm sure back in your you know your home uh, your country you have people listening to you I'm sure you know they're like hey America's beautiful we should move out there back to the story so with that being said you can be heard around the world and so with that um I said let me just go ahead and go on it and I have been since October 2020 I've been on at least 700 podcasts Wow, that's that's amazing. So, so how did you get into like this industry? You know, do you have uh, uh, anyone background, family background? Uh, why did you decide to kind of go into this industry? My father um, at the time worked for Sony and Warner Brothers Records back in like the 80s and 90s. So he was the man. OK, is, like, this, is this in Atlanta? Was 
he moved around a lot. Okay. He, he moved ahead. around a lot, you know. Um, so he, you know, he eventually came home to Atlanta, but I just know a lot of the artists, if you guys, anybody out there for Michael Jackson, Prince, Bob Marley, those were his artists. And they showed up at the house before I was born. What type of crap is that? Could have met these people. Back to the story. So my father did the marketing record producing first back in the 70s in his hometown in Arkansas. And I have a voice for radio, have a personality for TV. I want my own TV show. You know, maybe have cameras follow me around. Not every day because I, I'm not going to be feeling it every day. But I want cameras to follow me around and, you know, my own reality show. But I want to be like um, nationally syndicated where it is running, you know, season after season. I ain't got to throw drinks in nobody's face or act like a fool in order to keep it running. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't like coming out of character. You know, I don't like being angry, even though my motto is this, right? Uh, you know, pimp slap a person today because tomorrow's not promised. That's my motto. All right, back to the story. <laughs> Guys, don't do that. Back to the story. You know, you actually got to like have a disclaimer because people will literally take your advice and then they're like, well, Kendra told us to do this. Why is she going to bail us out of jail? No, that's your fault for not having enough common sense. But you know what? I saw that video. They got what they deserve. I'm adapting them up still. But I'm like, that's your fault. Don't call me from prison no more. Back to the story. <laughs> but no, so like I said, that to answer your question, that's pretty much uh, my father. But like I said, over time, people told me, you got You got a gift. You got a voice, all that. Perfect. Uh, so Kendra, before we kind of uh, go into your, you know, we know you have your own show. Uh, I also want to talk about some of the adversity you faced uh, during your uh, uh, childhood, per se. Um, uh, you struggled with depression in middle school, if mm -hmm. I am correct. That's correct. Uh, who did you reach out to first when you started noticing these symptoms? And how did, like, how did you realize it was depression at such a young age? Depression really started younger than that. Um, no elementary when my parents were divorcing it was different stages of my life I didn't know it was depression until I got older and started talking to other people you know um different stages like okay elementary my parents divorced and my mom's a single parent now we, we started off at riches and we're at rags still at rags that's why I'm doing all these podcasts so I can get the hell out of my section eight neighborhood okay so middle school was I hated middle school kids are mean they are so mean they are um that whole you know uh if you have nothing nice to say don't say it at all that doesn't resonate with them you know um being talked about the the start of early start of sexual harassment me not telling anybody because there's a saying out here I don't know how it is um in India but out here in America we have this thing where it's like snitches get stitches you don't snitch or else you're going to get beat up or something else more tragic can happen to you. Right. So it was the fear of having that to happen to me. Right. And so with that, with that being said, get to high school, I'm dealing with the guys are a little bit more self-control, mm -hmm. but I was, there were a lot of guys I had a crush on my goal in high school was to have a boyfriend for every day of the week and be popular. And I failed at both. Okay. So with that being said, me, um, I started doing extracurricular activities at a young age and I, you know, one of the sports I played was like basketball. 
amongst other stuff and mm-hmm. i allowed it to occupy my mind but me not being popular me really caring people that i thought were my friends talking about me um i had a, a person in elementary school she was like in fifth grade like really mean girl fifth grade where she started talking about me and i'm like i must be ugly because if i wasn't ugly then no one would talk about me but you learn that people are gonna talk about you you know to the day that you die so get to college i actually had a while I was in college, I had to go to the mental hospital because now I'm suffering with loneliness, right? And um, I was going to end up going to a therapist, but mm-hmm. they charged that by the time my insurance, they charged me to go to therapy. Like, guys, I don't, that's what I don't understand about the government, right? Um, things that should be free are not now you can go to church or to a to a some type of church and 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 they can give you free service but after a while it's like they're going to be asking for money as well like they the world really does not care about you in a way that they should and so with all that being said for me per se i um learned from other people Mm -hmm. healthy reenactments healthy positive forces in my life that are uh can help me get to where i'm supposed to be mentally um i learn have self once a month i do something that has helped me now well i'll I'll tell you something else now post-college and i'm going back to college in january so i can be on the road to getting my phd in child psychology and the reason being is because i know that a lot of our trauma roots from childhood so if I can be able to root that out, then I did my job. So now the trauma is dealing with me going after my dreams or the depression comes from me going after my dreams and people don't want to take, you know, work, work with me. People don't want to, they'll, they'll give me the run around. They don't show up. You know how many podcasters I didn't had a pod. I was supposed to do a podcast with, and they never showed up to their own podcast. Like I was in their waiting room for like 30 minutes and I sent them a message and they're like, like, I guess they just, I don't know. They died or something. I don't know what happened to them. Still ain't heard from them. I'm like, how, how do you uh, not, you know, I'm like, bro, what in the world happened? You know? So, um, my mom, I think that like maybe an alien came and just captured them. I don't know. Something happened. They just never showed up, but going after my dreams is, is like, that's like, you know, but I learned this too shall pass and it's not going to always be like that and i learned that going after your dreams you're gonna have you're gonna have seasons in your life seasons where you're doing really good or seasons where you're doing really bad so so kendra so you mentioned like you could not go for therapy at that time mm-hmm. so 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 i want to ask like who helped you to overcome that or was it your own willpower uh that kind of prompted you to overcome that that adversity uh in your life my mother when she when we were when she was uh going through divorce she took me and my brother to uh, therapy at a young age i just wasn't ready mentally Mm because i'm like why am i here Mm -hmm. the people who helped me along the way um were people who i considered my friends i would talk to strangers i never have spoken to them ever again um those are the people who have helped me along the way well um i i want to bring this up and i want your uh input on this statement okay Uh, 
so according to a study performed by the American Journal of Psychoanalysis, it has been said that comedians being funny serves as a defense mechanism against panic, anxiety, and depression. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with this? I just want to hear from you what you think, since you are also, you have been in the uh, comedian industry per se since 2016-17. What do you have to say to this statement? Most definitely. That's true. That's true. Okay. Like me wow. being able to make people laugh makes me feel good, even when I'm not feeling good myself. Hmm. Very interesting. I, I, I was really intrigued when I came across this and I said, I would love to hear from you, you know, uh, what you think. So now, is that one of the reasons you wanted to become a comedian or what was the main reason why you want to become a comedian? Because after many people, like I said, children told me I was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple people over a course of time said I'm funny. So I said, let me just go after it. I never tried. I'll sit here and say what comes to the first. My mother always taught me to think before I spoke and I never listened to her. So that pretty much was, was it with that. And I said, let me just go ahead and go after it. Okay. So uh, I want to talk about your own show, which is the Kendra Crumb Show. Mm-hmm. What is the show about? Is there a certain theme and what can people expect from that show? Um, you can expect to get called out if you have been very unprofessional or you have wasted my time. My show is like, it basically does not care. It's like, oh, you know, no holds bar type of thing. Right. And so with that being said, I, um, it comes on Friday nights, which is really gets released the next morning, Saturdays. Um, and so basically I sit here, it's called, it's like, we have a segment called, what would you like to ban B-A-N? For example, I want to ban people who park over the line. So I just sit here and talk about different things that have happened in uh, my life. It's never a dull moment. I talk about the different people I've encountered, the celebrities that don't tip. I, that's what I do. That's, that's what, that's what I do. I, I just sit here and we have fun. It's nothing but, but comedy base. And then, and then where can people find this show online? Uh, is it on YouTube? Is it on, uh, what platform do you have the show on? Yeah, YouTube. Kendra Crumb. So just type in K-Y-N-D-R-A-C-R-U-M-P. All right, please put a space between Kendra and Crump because a lot of y'all's wills and y'all's bus don't go round and round, okay? And so, yeah, I pretty much just sit here and I... um. I just, uh, you can find it on you there. You can find it. If you want the, the now those episodes on YouTube are um, the ones I recorded, uh, started recording the year and the year before that. Um, and mm-hmm. if you want the most up-to-date episodes, you have to uh, go on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and uh, just type in D Kendra Crumb Show. So D is in the K-Y-N-D-R-A-C-R-U-M-P-S-H-O-W podcast. Perfect. So actually, we will put uh, links of those in your description in this video so people can actually go and check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, from what, from your point of view, what type of mindset you think is ideal for creating good comedic bits? I think it's ideal for you not to talk about things that are not funny, uh, that, that can really strike a nerve with folks. Like, for example, I never talk about molestation, rape, pedophilia. It's not funny. Nothing's funny about that. Okay. Uh, cerebral palsy. I don't talk about that, but I have came across 
have come across a couple people who do have cerebral palsy and you know i already told them this joke so they you know laughed about it and i said you guys because they're in wheelchairs i said listen i just want y'all to roll on to my um comedy shows and they just laughed at that i said you know some stuff like that but i'm not gonna sit here and just you know whatever like like certain things you gotta know have some common sense that's not funny you don't sit there and do that and all the other type of stuff so so you also do a stand-up comedy show on Wednesdays, am i correct Wednesdays, the south side of Atlanta. Um, you guys gotta, it's, it's one of those hood spots where food takes like two hours before it to come out. So come at your own risk. <laughs> but the drinks come out very quickly, you know. But I perform, it's like, you know what the thing is, right? It, the doors open at nine, show mm-hmm. really doesn't start till 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like 10 to like 1 a.m. People are performing. But the thing about it is, is that like, when they gonna have a day type of of shift i guess because people work during the day but at the same time right. what about the people who don't work during the day like can can y'all do something for me because my bedtime is like when the street lights come on street lights come on like at 5 p.m now i'll be going to be getting ready to go to bed by six all right i'll be getting sleepy early that's why i like the summertime because it don't get dark till 11 p.m yeah that's correct that's true uh so so i just want to ask like when you do this stand-up comedy show on a weekly basis, do you follow a theme? Is it random or do you pick a topic every week? How, how do you perform? You know, I'm, I'm always intrigued by uh, the stand-up comedians, you know? Random, I practice in the shower what to say. Most of the time when I practice in the shower what to say, it doesn't actually come out the next day when I do the podcast, uh, not podcast, when I do a stand-up show. And so with that being said, I just say what comes to my mind um, and that's what it is. And you just make it sound funny. I make it sound funny. I make it sound funny. Like I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little tidbit of what, what I, what I'm going to say, what I, what I have said before. So I had this, um, this true story, had this, this couple poly, uh, this, this, this white couple, one half of it, it was a guy. Cause this is the mm-hmm. second time men in a relationship who was in, who were trying to be in some type of poly relationship, trying to holler at me. Right. Mm-hmm. This white guy came, uh, reached out to me we were having a conversation via um, social media. He mentioned something about, you know, what I would like to be in a poly relationship. So I looked mm-hmm. at him and his, uh, his wife and I'm like, sir, the audacity, because both of y'all look like a squirrel with a trash bag wrapped around your head. Okay. And so then, you know, I said to him, I started asking multiple questions like, Hey, do you um, uh, like, are you going to move out there? You want me to move? You want, you going to want, are you moving me out there? Are you going to come to where I'm at? You know, he's like, well, um, maybe uh, you can come out here. I'm like, okay, so we all going to be sleeping in the same bed. How, how's this supposed to work? Can I whoop your kids? I'm like, how about food? Like, do you, do you cook or am I supposed to cook? Because, you know, like there's always a saying that, you know, white people can't cook and people need to stop saying that because they can, it's called meth. So that's my joke. It's offensive, but it's hilarious. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, so Kendra, I know like, you know, one day you aspire to have your own comedy show. Mm-hmm. So, so what is basically the purpose of you having your own show? Like, what do you want to achieve with it? And what's your contribution to the society through that show? My show um, one day, hopefully this, I told God, let this be my last job before he promotes me to my career. So my show, um, I'm going to have it like segments, like the, the actual radio show, but more so for the TV show. Once a week, I want to do a panel where, or once every bi- bi-monthly, I want to do a panel of different 
people, maybe five guys, five women, some are going to be pro, some are going to be the cons, different ethnicities can be up there. I want to be able to pay these people for showing up, um, mm. have them in a nice hotel, not motel, a hotel, not a chain hotel, a real nice hotel. Um, and I want to do different topics where we talk about subjects that might be taboo or whatever else it may be. And so with that being said, um, I want to do that one, you know, like I said, bi-monthly, I want to be able to have a game segment. I want to be able for this to just be nothing but positivity. I don't want to be a, a, a trash type of show talk show mm -hmm. where I sit here and I exploit you. That is not, that's not how you use your gift positively. I want people to feel loved and everything else like that. Um, and then like, of course, musical performances, if you want to, um, that that's pretty much what I'm what I'm gaining and I want this to be something where you feel good and you look forward to watching it like everybody loved Oprah I want people to love Kendra perfect uh so you know when it comes to stand-up comedy personally I have two favorites my number one is Kevin Hart mm -hmm. uh number second is Dave Chappelle mm -hmm. do you have a role model or who is your role model in this industry I try, I try not to look up to people because I know, man, you know, human, we're still human beings. We're still, you know, will say and do certain things that people don't like, but people that I can say that I like their work and, and I'm going to exclude Chappelle, Kevin Hart, Bernie Mac and Pryor. My mm -hmm. five are Steve Harvey, Cedric, the entertainer, Chris Rock, Arnest J, look him up from um, Def Jam, Def Comedy Jam, and Carlos Miller. He's on Wild and Out, Nick Cannon Show, and um, 85 South Show. So these are the five people you admire. Uh, what is it that you like about them that is different than, per se, Kevin Hart or Dave Chappelle? Kevin's not funny to me. I, I, he, 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 I feel like that last stand-up special that he did, I got a cat, the one that flies at people, says meow. She can make me laugh a lot better than him. I, and then on top of that, again, when you're using excessive profanity, when you say uh, GD, like yeah, that, his, his stand-up comedy is a little bit, you know, I would say it's a little bit more on the and, and it's like, profanity it's like, side. To, you know? to me, that's not even funny again you can I, I have not said one lick of profanity at all and i'm sure Listen, I people find you. it funny he's one of the most like well liked stand-up comedians yeah, you know i don't it. know it's just like i said it's just not, and then of course like i said Chappelle, he he's gonna he's always up there but with carlos miller uh you gotta look him up like i said carlos miller wilding out 85 south show his comedy is unmatched he's very relatable arnez j is very talented he can make a sound like the, the way he impersonates people things is spot on steve harvey i don't know i always like steve steve was always pretty good cedric somebody put me on a cedric where cedric was very much relatable in a sense where i literally was like this guy's really great and chris rock i liked his uh one of his stand-up specials i'm like he's actually not too bad you know he 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 He'll say stuff that's very, um, has a lot of truth in it, but it, but it makes you laugh. I actually have watched some of the stand-up comedy by Chris Rock, but I will definitely check the other ones out. A mm -hmm. uh, couple of things before, before we wrap this up. Uh, you know, so is there anything you want to tell the audience, you know, about your future plans or, or, or where do you see yourself three years from now 
in this industry? Do you think you would have a comedy show by then? Or what do you have a vision? Do you have a strategy how you want to get there? My only vision, like, like I said, I can, I can want something all day long, but it's really up to God for him to uh, promote me. So I do hope in a couple years or less that somebody listens to all these podcasts I've been on and they pick me up and say, now you have your own show and network. And I'm like, great. Now I can quit my day job. This is beautiful. So that is what I, I am trying to definitely trying to do and stuff like that for me. Um, for me per se, I, 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 I'm, that's, that's it. If people want to book me, that's fine. Make sure you, the money's right. Okay. You know, I'm where the money resides. That's it. And so with that being said, I, um, I, I hope it works out. I hope it works out for me. But again, it's all in God's hands and his plans because maybe he wants me to go through something else before I actually make it there. Well, you know, I mean, from our side, we, we want to wish you all the very best and we, we definitely uh, want to see you, you know, succeed in life and have your own show and uh, fulfill your dreams. Uh, last thing, uh, you know, what is a positive message that you want to have for our audience watching this podcast? I'll give you guys five pieces of advice that have helped me along the way. And I definitely hope that this helps you guys. Number one, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% how you deal with it. Okay. Number two is expect the best, but prepare for the worst. Number three is behind every no, there is a yes. Number four is never make a decision when you're desperate. Number five, and I'll explain what number five means because it went over my head when I was taught, taught it. When you first meet somebody, start them off with an F and have them work their way to an A. Basically, that means that if you start them off with an F, you're able to not trust them so much. You're not spreading so much um, of your business to them. You are able to um, figure out what type of person you're dealing with. And that keeps you from making a lot of bad and rash decisions. That's that's very interesting analogy. Uh, well, Kendra, I want to thank you very much for coming on the podcast and sharing your views, sharing your life uh, journey with us and our audience. Um, you know, we want to wish you all the very best and, uh, you know, good luck with everything. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.